0: Thank you for joining us for today's message. We are always so encouraged to hear how God is using Adventure Church to speak into your life. If you have a story you'd like to share, please do so at adventure.church. Also, if you'd like to support Adventure Church financially, you can do that online and help us bring messages just like this one to you each and every week. Now let's prepare to hear a word from God. I want to welcome all of you online as well. Thanks for tuning in today, wherever you are. And as we dive into the message today, I've titled it Legacy. And I don't know about you, but there's times in life where I just feel like I'm not measuring up, right? Where I'm just not doing a good job in certain areas of my life. And I think all of us can feel that way at times. And I think all of us, but especially men, just want to know that they matter. They just want to know that their life is making a difference, that that to sum it up, maybe that it would be like, I want to, I want to know that my life is making an impact, that, that not only will I have an impact now, but even beyond me, that I'm doing things that, that will leave a legacy, that will live beyond me. And that's simply what legacy means. It's, it's, it's investing into something so that something lives beyond you, that when you're gone, there's something to remember you by. There's something that continues to live on. And I think the legacy that, that, that we really want, is, is the one that will last, is the one that we invest in people. The legacy that lives on is one invested in people, but especially uh, the next generation, especially our kids and our family members and the relationships that we have. Because the reality is, is that you are leaving a legacy. You will leave one. You will be remembered for something. And right now, you're in the process of, of building that of what you will be remembered for. not know about you, but to me, that's a lot of pressure, right? It's, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to being a dad. There's a lot of pressure when it comes to being a good mom, just a good person, a good Christ follower. And sometimes we can just feel like like we don't measure up. I kind of think of it this way. How many of you like Legos, right? Come on, you love Legos growing up. You still love Legos, right? I would play Legos with my kids, but they're too expensive. Uh, so if you want my kids to have Legos, buy them some. I was looking for this simple illustration Uh, At Walmart and this was the cheapest set I could find that would that would help me do that Uh, but but here on the box right you see this amazing picture of what's inside right of what it looks like you know like you know like this is this is what our life should look like like this is the picture of a good dad this is the picture of a good mom a parent you know a a godly person And, and it's this picture but what but what a lot of our lives look like is is like this right it, I, a couple fell on the floor for my OCD people, I recognize that, I see that. I'm not going to pick them up, I may even step on them, just deal with it, okay, just deal with it. Happened first service, it's just, this is a small table, okay? But, but the reality is, right, is like, this is what we think we should look like, this is like, we should be all put together, but the reality is, is that we're in a million pieces or 363 pieces, right? And that our life is more like this. We want it to be like this, but it's more like this. I, I, I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better husband. I want to I do the things that I know God wants me to do. But I still find that there's so many areas of my life that are just broken and, and, and incomplete. And, and I just don't measure up. And today I, I want you to know that, that you're not alone. That that all of our lives in some way, shape, or form look like this. It's in pieces. But the awesome thing is about God is, is that God is willing to invade a messy situation. He's willing to come into your life with all the issues, your past, your your sin, your your hangups, all all the things that you've been through and the broken pieces. And if, if we will simply surrender our lives to God, it's okay. Like You don't have to come complete. God came for you while you were broken. He came to come into your mess. It says while you were a sinner, he came for you. He's not expecting you to be all put together. But if you're willing to allow him to speak into your life, if you're willing to allow him and give him permission to take the pieces, that God has a supernatural way of taking a mess and making a masterpiece. And he can do it for you. He wants to do it for you if you would be willing to surrender the pieces of your life to him. God's willing to help you. Jesus came for you and he's not afraid of your mess. He's not afraid of your broken pieces. And so today, I want you to be encouraged. Dads, I want you to know, typically on Father's Day is the day that the pastor beats you up for not being a good dad, right? That's why most of them don't come to church. Like, I hear it enough, I don't wanna come to church to hear the same thing. And today, you're gonna be challenged, okay? God's word challenges us, but it doesn't condemn us. Jesus doesn't condemn. If you feel any condemnation today, that's not from God, it's not from his word, that's from the enemy who's gonna tell you that God can't, take your brokenness. You can't take the pieces and use your life to make a difference for your kids, for your family, for the next generation. And today, the simple word that I want you to hear is that you do have what it takes. You do have what it takes if you're willing to allow God to invade your mess, to take the broken pieces of your life. You can live a life that lasts. You can live a life that will leave a legacy for the generations that will come beyond you. So today I want to be very simple. I'm going to try to be as quick as I can. The first service, I said I was going to be quicker than I was, so I'm just not even going to say how fast I'm going to preach today. I have a countdown clock, but this is second service, so I don't really care about it. So if you want a quicker service, come to first service, okay? That's up to you. But I think there's three keys to legacy, and it's very simple. Today is going to really not going to be any profound thoughts that you've never thought of before. There are things you've never heard, but I think it'll be a good reminder and give us some perspective, and it will be applicable for everyone, but particularly dads today. If you want to leave a legacy, and, and we all do, we all want to live a life that matters, that makes an impact, we got to do three simple things, and there's many others, but today three. First one is this, is lead by example, all right? We have to lead. If we're going to leave a legacy, we got to lead. we gotta, we got to pursue it. And we have to do it by example. I love what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 33, and then going on to chapter 11, verse 1. He says, I too try to please everyone in everything I do. That sounds like a mom to me. But anyways, uh, I don't do what's just best for me. I do what's best for others so that many may be saved. So Paul's saying this, like there's a life that you can live that won't won't leave a legacy. And you just make it all about you. You just do what's best for you. You do what's comfortable, convenient, what brings you pleasure, what brings you fulfillment. But he's saying that doesn't leave any kind of legacy. He says that doesn't help people because the only legacy that lives on is the investment we make in people. So Paul says, and everything that I do, man, I try to I try to help other people. I don't just do what's best for me, I put myself second, them first, for the purpose that they may come to know Jesus. And then he encourages the church in Corneth with this. He's writing to believers and he said, And you should follow me. Just as I follow Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, Follow me. Right? I want that to be said of my life. Right? I want that. I want to be able to say what Paul said to them. I want to be able to say that to you. I want to be able to say it to my wife. I want to be able to say it to my kids that, hey, follow my lead. Follow me. I'm going to lead by example here. I'm going to lead in the way that, that, that God calls me to lead and I, I want you to follow me as I follow Christ. Hey kids, hey Maddox, hey Riley, look dad is gonna pave a path for you. I'm gonna show you, I'm not just gonna tell you, I'm gonna show you how to live for God. I'm gonna show you what it means to be a follower of Jesus and we represent Jesus to everyone but specifically those in our homes, to our kids. Research shows us that many people view their heavenly father the way they do their earthly father that if there's a disciplinary and type deal that they think god is that way and if it's a an all lo- like a loving relationship like they view god as a loving and and we can tend to do that and and, I, and for me like i want them to see jesus in me i want them to see that their heavenly father loves them that they have a an accurate picture of who jesus is and so i have to lead by example you see, as much as I want my children just to do what I say, they're going to do as I do. A great example was this, is, is Maddox, um, we, we, we drive in the car, and, and I just got to be honest with you, like, I, st- I have an Adventure Church sticker on my car, so I try to keep it under control, but I'm just, I got some road rage issues every now and then, okay? Particularly with truck drivers, and if you're a truck driver here, it's okay, like, I forgive you, you know, we're good. You know, but but I I'll, I'll just never understand why a truck on the highway has to get into the left lane, the fast lane, to block all the fast upcoming cars just to get over in front of the other truck and to go the same exact speed that they are going. Like, I don't get it, you know. And so whenever that happens and we're on a road trip, because when we're on a road trip in my family, we're trying to get from A to B as fast as possible, right? There's no stopping. There's no enjoying the, the ride. No, we're trying to get somewhere. And so when a truck gets over, I tend to say things and they sometimes come out out loud and I'll say things like, this stupid truck, what is this guy doing? Doesn't he realize that we're behind him? Doesn't he realize that he's slowing everyone else down? And so I'd say things like that. And then one day, we're just driving, and, and, and the truck was actually going an accurate speed, what it should have been, and we're just behind it, and all of a sudden, Maddox leans into the middle of the car from his car seat, and he goes, this stupid truck, what is he doing? Dad, get around this guy, right? And I just immediately thought, oh man, that's me back there, right? Like, that's that's me. What, Maddox, we shouldn't say that word. We shouldn't. We shouldn't do, we need to be patient, okay, buddy? We need to learn how to do that. Because that's the reality of what it is, is that as much as I just want to say it, like, my kids are going to do what they see. And so if I'm not leading by example in the way that I want my kids to live, they're going to begin to do what I do. You see, children will do what they see, not what you say. We you know, we want it to be do as I, do as I say. <laughs> that's how it works in my do as I say. But no, God wants it to be do as I do. Do as I do. Follow me as I follow Christ, Paul said. You see, your kids are watching you. They are looking to you. And what your children see you do will lay the foundation for what they will do. It's a humbling thing to think about. You see, our kids won't remember what we say, but they will remember who we are. They will remember what we do. So today, I want to encourage you with that simple thing. Just remember, your kids are watching so lead by example. Lead by the way you live your life. So we, in order to leave a legacy, we got to do that. Second thing we need to do is lead in love. Lead with love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Three things that will last forever. Talk about legacy, right? Things that last forever. Paul says these three things last forever. Faith. Faith is how we establish relationship with God. It's believing despite what we see, that man, that my faith, my relationship with God, how I pursue God, how I, how I trust God, that lives on beyond me. And then hope that in, 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 no matter the circumstances, no matter the situations of life, you always have hope because of what Jesus did for you. What a powerful thing that we have in faith and hope. And then Paul goes to love. He says, and then you have love, and he says, in the greatest of these, even greater than your faith, even greater than your hope, and what Jesus has done for you is the love that you have. Talk about legacy, the way that we love. And there's an order to the way that we love, and, and who we love and how we love. And, and Scripture tells us over and over again to put first things first. And so in your relationships and, and leaving a legacy for those coming behind you, you got to lead in love, but. Leading your love for Jesus. And this is always kind of a thing for, for men, especially this like, you know, like we sing the songs like, you know, Lord, I'll fall in love with you. It's like, you know, fall in love with him. You know, like I love my wife, but, you know, I don't know about this love relationship, right? We can struggle with that a little bit. But what you have to realize is the desire that God has to know you, to be in relationship with you. Jesus said it like this. He says, so don't worry about all these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? If we were to, to translate this to today's culture, don't worry about your retirement so much. Don't worry about all your money, what college your kids are going to go to, about the house, about the promotion at work. We, we tend to worry about all those things, especially us guys. We, we worry. We want to be the provider. We're called to be the provider. We worry about these things. And, and Jesus says, you don't have to worry about those. You're my followers. You're saying, follow me as I follow Christ. And so Follow me in the way that I love Jesus. And it says, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, those who don't have any hope, those whose hope is in their wealth, those whose hope is only in this world. And And so he's saying, you got a bigger hope. You have a bigger picture. Your heavenly Father already knows all that you need. So seek God. Seek the kingdom of God above everything else. Live right. Do the right things. And God will give you everything that you need. So he says, You seek me first. You put first things first. You love God. You pursue God. You make Sundays a priority for your family. You say, We're going to be in the house of God. We're going to raise our kids where they're in a community of believers because I want them to do that when they leave my house. So I'm going to do it now. Do as I do. Leading in this way, we put first things first. We got to seek God because here's the reality I cannot be the father he wants me to be without him. I can't love my wife sacrificially, I'm selfish. I'm just looking so are you (laughs) right I can't love her the way that she deserves to be loved because that's so I need him to love through me I need the Holy Spirit empowering me to be who he's called me to be I can't be patient with my kids all the time the way that I need to be I can't be present all the time that the way they need me to be I need him to help me and if I don't have this relationship down these are going to suffer and so Jesus said seek me first all this stuff you worry about I got that so just seek me spend time in God's word, spend time daily connecting with him, asking for his help, involving him in your life. He'll teach you. He'll lead you. We all need that. You need to lead in love, lead in how you love Jesus, lead in how you love their mom, how you love your spouse. Ephesians 5, 25 says, for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. And Paul says, and he gave up his life for the church. Lead in the way that you love. You see, we're going to leave a legacy. We got to lead in love. We got to lead in how we love Jesus, but in how we love and treat our spouse. Because how you treat your wife is the way your son will treat his. How you treat your wife is how your daughter will tolerate being treated when she's married. And I don't know about you. Look, again, Jess is here. You can ask her after service. I missed the mark here, okay? I'm not always perfect in this area. I got some broken pieces when it comes to loving my wife the way that she deserves and loving my kids how they deserve to be loved. But if I can continue to surrender and to give that to God, I'm gonna lead an example with them. And I want my daughter to know what it looks like to be loved the right way, to be in a relationship that's healthy, that's godly. And I want my son to go, hey, This is how you treat a woman. This is how you respect a woman. This is how you need to treat your wife. Follow me as I follow Christ, leading by example, leading the way we loved. And listen, today I realize that some of you are divorced and there's tough situations. Continue to love your ex, no matter if it's reciprocated or not. Because children will remember what you do. They'll remember who you are. In times of conflict, in times of difficulty, they're still watching. You're still leaving a legacy for them. I love what Tony Dungy said, the football coach. He said, keep your vows sacred. Sometimes better comes after worse. Right? That we stay committed. We keep loving. So we love Jesus. We love their mom. And then love your kids. I know that sounds pretty ridiculous to say on Father's Day. Hey, guys, love your kids. But sometimes we need to be reminded what that looks like. Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, the tongue can bring life or it can bring death. Isn't that pretty amazing to think that, that the words we speak can bring life or death? The words you speak can bring life to your kids or death to your kids. There's a book today that we're going to give every dad on the way out. And even if you're not a dad, you hope to be someday, then, then grab the book and read it. It's a short book by John Eldridge, who wrote Wild at Heart, but it's about, it's about dads, and it's a short read. So for ladies, if, if, if this gets left in the car, just put it on the back of the toilet. It's a one-trip-to-the-bathroom kind of, kind of read, okay? So just, just put it where they'll, they'll get it. They need it, okay? So dads read this. Just handed it to me after a trip she was on. She got it. I read it on a plane. Uh, very easy read, and, and he talks about in the book just the simple ways to succeed at being a father. And he says this. That from his time, he's a counselor, he does all this time traveling, and from what he's gathered and and the studies he's done, every boy just wants to know this, do I have what it takes? That's the question that every young man and, and, and every man today still has. Do I have what it takes? And every girl wants to know, am I lovely? He says these things carry on throughout their entire life. That's just what a boy needs to know. And so being a dad really is simple when it comes to loving your kids. The best way you can love your kids is to answer yes to this question for them as many times as you can. Every day you tell your kids, you're lovely. Son, you have what it takes. Answer it a thousand times in a thousand ways and over the the course of your kids' lives continue to do it because even when they're older and they have their own kids, they still want to hear it from you. And look, other people can answer this question for them, but dad's, his study said that dad's weight in this area carries more power than anything else, than anyone else. That you continue to answer this for your kid. That's where you look at your son and you say, you are a man, I am proud of you. You look at your daughter, you say, you are worth fighting for. You are worthy of being pursued. You are worthy of being loved. You are loved. And again, I miss the mark here a lot of times with my kids, but one thing I've always tried to be intentional about doing is when I have their attention, undivided attention, which is tough sometimes. But when we put them to bed at night, we have a routine, and I get one-on-one time with both of them. When I put them into bed, and every night I'll look at Maddox, and I'll grab his face, I'll say, hey, buddy, look at me, look at Daddy. No, 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 not, not at your stuff damn right now. Buddy, look at Daddy. Maddox, please, can you just look at me for a second? Right? <laughs> look Daddy in the eye. Listen, buddy, he just recently learned to ride his a two-wheeler bike. And I said, buddy, I just want you to know how proud I am of you. I know that took courage for you to do that. I know you were scared and you overcame your fear and you did something great. Daddy's so proud of you. You are a man of God. You have courage. I love you, buddy. Okay, Dad, thanks. Can I go sleep now? You know, that's just kind of it. <laughs> Life or death, right? Life or death. I go into Riley's room. She'll go, Daddy, why do you always call me beautiful angel? I said, because that's what you are. You're a beautiful angel. God gave you to me. There's no greater thing I can do than get to be your dad. I'm so proud of you, Riley. You are beautiful. You are are loved. I said, Daddy will love you forever. You don't ever need to get married. Daddy will always be here. You You can live with Daddy as long as you want. I'll always take care of you. I'll always protect you. Daddy loves you. Okay, Dad, right? And in those moments, man, that's how I can, I'm simply just trying to answer that question. You are a man. You are good. You are going to do well. I am proud of you. Dad, do I have what it takes is what your son wants to know. And your daughters just want to know that they're lovely. Tell your kids every chance you get that you're proud of them. That you love them. Show them. Don't just say it. Show it. Jim Valvano, a great basketball coach, said, my father gave me the greatest gift anyone could ever give another person. He believed in me. Dad's don't take for granted how simple it is to just speak life over your kids do it every chance you get so we got to lead in the way that we love we got to lead by example and the last thing is just be present you want to leave a legacy you got to invest the time don't just spend your time invest your time right now the the US Open golf tournament is going on it, And my favorite golfer is Phil Mickelson. I've followed him uh, ever since I was a kid. I've just always loved the way he's played. And this is one of the four major golf tournaments, okay? So there's four major tournaments that are bigger than any other tournament. Phil's won three of the other ones except the U.S. Open. And he's finished in second place six times, right? So very few golfers in their career have won all four of the major tournaments. And this is the one that keeps eluding Phil. He just can't seem to win it. And this year, the golf tournament's actually uh, in just north of Milwaukee, where my wife's family is. We were there a couple weeks ago for Memorial Day and it's the buzz of the town. It's a small little town. They don't even have enough parking, so they have to bus people like 20 minutes in to get to this course, but it's a beautiful course, and they said this course was like set up for Phil's game. Like the way he played, like this was gonna be his shot at at winning. He's like 46, 47 years old. Like his time, his window is closing, there's really any other golfers that have won a major at his age. So like this is his last chance to go down in history as one of the greatest golfers ever is to win this tournament, and this is as good chance as any for him. So there was a lot of excitement leading up to this. And about a week and a half before the event, Phil Mickelson tells the, the media that he's withdrawing from the event. Everyone's like, what? Withdrawing? Are you, you can't withdraw. That. Well, what's the reason? Are you sick? Are you, he said, my daughter's graduating from high school. She's the valedictorian of her class and she's given a speech. He said, I can't miss it. He goes in the there's just no way I can get from California to Wisconsin unless there's like a four-hour weather delay. That was his only chance of making it. And he withdrew from the tournament on Thursday. And when interviews asked him about it, he said, they said, well, are you going to regret this? And he said, absolutely not. What I would regret, regret is missing my, my daughter's graduation. You see, Phil, a lot of us do what a lot of golfers do. They want to be a legend, right? Dad, you want to be a legend in whatever you do. We want to know that our life matters. Phil will be a legend on the golf course for his game. He'll be remembered for how he played. But what was more important to Phil than being a legend was leaving a legacy. Like I could go down as winning all four majors. I could do this, I could do that. Or I could spend and invest my time where it matters most. And I'm guilty of this too, where a lot of times I give my best to other people. And then I come home and give my kids leftovers. And Phil said, I don't want to be a legend. I want to leave a legacy. And he got it. He said, what I invest in here, what I, the memories I make with my kids, that's what's going to live on. Because you know what? His daughter probably doesn't care if he wins all four majors. You know what? My kids don't care if Adventure Church continues to grow. They don't care if I go down as being a great pastor your kids don't care if you succeed or get that promotion you want. They don't care. Take the pressure off of you. What they do care is that you were there. That's all they want. That's all my kids want from me right now is just, just to be with them. That's all they want. Yesterday, Riley's putting a puzzle of the United States together on the floor. It's like this big foamy puzzle. I'm watching golf, relaxing. Daddy, will you put this puzzle together with me? I was like, no, I'm watching golf. And then I was like, oh, wait, i got to preach this tomorrow. (laughs) Of course I will, Riley. Let me get on the floor with you. But guess what? She didn't care about today's message. She, She just cared that I put a puzzle together with her. That's all she cares about. And when you get older, you could go down as a legend in whatever career you're in. Or you could leave a legacy. But the only way to leave a legacy is being present And investing your best where it matters most. Making a lifetime of memories is a huge part of your legacy. Creating memories with your kids. James gives us some perspective in chapter 4, verse 13. He says, your life is a vapor. (laughs) It is a mist. It's here one moment and then it's gone. That's your life. And what you invest into the next life is what matters most. Because it lives on forever. So in... In the mist, create moments in the mist. Create memories in the mist because it's going to be here one minute, it's going to be gone. And any of you who have had kids and some of you are here and your kids have grown. And I think how the last six years of, of my life since I've had Riley has flown by. And how fast they grow up. And you, you, you can sit here and even give me perspective as a young parent and go, it goes faster than you think. It'll be gone. And your chance to invest in them will be over So do you want to be a legend or do you want to leave a legacy? Just be active in their life. Show up. Be there. Put it down in your calendar. Do the little things that you know you need to do so that you can give your best where it matters most. Because being a parent, being a father, being a mother is the only job you have that's unique that only you can do. It's unique only to you. Guess what? Your career, if you left... They're just going to hire someone else. You're not that valuable. Right? Can we just be honest? And I'll say it for me. Someone happened to me and I was to leave. Guess what? Our board is going to get together and they're going, to elect, they're going to put another pastor to lead Adventure Church. But if I remove myself from my family, no one else can do what I can do. So i got to invest my best in what matters most. Your role is so important. Dad, your role is so important. mom. What if you are the role model for how your kids will love and serve God? What if you're the role model for how they'll treat their spouse? Of how they'll lead their family? Of how they'll love their kids? What if your kids take their cue from you? Because odds are, they will. And for me, that's very humbling. And it makes me put things in perspective. And as the band comes and we close out today... It makes me ask myself some questions that what I'm doing right now if if what I'm doing right now is determining what my kids future will look like what will their future look like what will be said of me will I leave a legacy of obedience to God of faithfulness to my wife of being committed to my kids and to my family well, I leave a legacy of leading by example, of paving a path for my kids to follow so that they'll know God and pursue Him and the plan that He has for their life, how am I living my life now so that I can leave a legacy? Because right now, I'm, what I'm doing is determining what I'll leave behind. See, the decisions you're making today will affect the le- legacy you leave behind. It'll go on for generations to come in your family. So what will you be remembered for? If your kids end up doing what you do, would you be proud? These are the questions I ask myself. These are the things that help me get my life back into focus. And today, again, there's no condemnation. I pray that this challenges you, but I pray that it encourages you because you may be in a position right now where you're like, this is... This is how I'm doing here. It's pieces, it's broken. Okay? It's okay. God can still do this. If you'll give him these. To say, God, you, you can embrace me just as I am, like you, you'll love me as I am, and, and help. Yes, he will. There's no condemnation. So be encouraged today. I said at the beginning, I wanted you to know one thing: you have what it takes. Alone, you don't. With God, you have what it takes. And his desire is to invade your life, your family, your broken pieces, and to do something great. But you gotta let him in. You gotta let him do it. And if you will, he'll exceed your expectations. See, if you wanna leave a legacy, you gotta start living it right now. You see, someday has to become today. You can't keep putting it off. What you know you need to be doing. You just got to start doing it. And with God's help, you will succeed because actions don't merely speak louder than our words. They will echo into the next generation. So what will echo from your life into the next generation and your kids, grandkids? You see, being a parent is often a thankless job, right? It just is. Right? We have to make our kids say thank you. Like, you give them something, and you're like, oh, you want your food? Oh, what do you say? <laughs> oh, thank you, Dad. Okay, now you can have it, right? We're teaching them how to be thankful. But right now, I depending on where you're at, it's often a thankless job. But here's the one thing I can promise you. Scripture says God's word does not return void. What you invest into your kids, that when you make those investments, even though they may not be thankful for it right now, that one day they're going to look back and go, thank you, Dad. Thanks, Mom. I didn't get it. I didn't understand why you made church such a priority for me, why you always made sure we were in the house of God. I I didn't understand why every night we always had to have a meal together. I didn't always want to do that. I didn't understand why we always had to pray and why you always read the word to me and why you always looked me in the eye and told me I was whatever. I didn't always get it. But now I do. So, Dad, thank you. Your legacy will live on through me. And one day you'll be thankful. They'll be thankful. And when your life on this earth is over, there'll be a legacy of generations to come that will live on because you said, I'm gonna lead by example. I'm gonna lead in the way that I love. And I'm gonna be present. I'm gonna make memories that my kids will always remember. I'm going to create moments in the mist memories in the mist because this life is very short so i'm not just going to spend time i'm going to invest it i'm going to give my best where it matters most god we love you we're so thankful that you take the broken pieces of our life and can take this mess and make a masterpiece and so today god we give you the pieces once again we fall short in so many areas And God, there's no way in and of ourselves that we can be who you've called us to be, but with you, nothing is impossible. So God, regardless of the situation that we may find ourselves in today and the circumstances surrounding our lives, God, may we just be in a place of surrender to you, that we would ask you to lead us, that we could make Paul's prayer our prayer, that we could say, Lord, follow me, as I follow Christ. So God, we give you permission to lead us so we can lead the next generation of your followers so that when our life is said and done, there will be a legacy that lives on beyond us. In Jesus' name.